Okay, so Basiyat Rishmaya, thank you so much for joining to those that are here on Zoom and on Facebook and those that are here in person, in real life. And uh, it's all real life, as much as Yidin are getting together to learn, it's Mamish real, no matter how virtual it is. And to those who will be watching this video, listening to the recording um, afterwards, it's a real schus to be able to learn with you. And really, even more so than other shiurim, I really have to just say a tefillah, that, that everything should just come out clearly because it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a sugya it's, a, it's, a, it's very much of a sugya and there's a lot to get, th- to, get to and to go through and uh, thanks for coming out and okay, with Hashem's help with Hashem's help, Eilech va'anase we're only just trying, but that shouldn't stop us from, from, from doing the best we can okay so the first source and um I apologize to the Chavar also who don't, who don't have the sources, but at least try to listen to the words that, that we're saying as we read it through, um, because when I have people here, it's hard to keep track of scrolling on the, on the computer and also interacting. So, Ba'azus Hashem will try to speak it out clearly, but, um, but do try to listen to the words if you can. It says the Heligram Chal in Kinas Hashem Svakas. Da. Kimi oz chait Adam Rishon from the time of the chait of Adam Rishon. His halcho advarim ba'olam aderach shaboy you niskanim kol akolkulim ashenim shechumi chetai. From that moment, the chait Adam Rishon, everything started already to be set in motion to fix the world, to rectify the world. Vehine, and that means to say that mi oz from that moment huchan hatikun b'soichne hamashichim. Already at that time was implanted into the world this concept of two Mashiachs that would rectify whatever it was that Adam Rishon broke. Whatever it was that Adam Rishon was mekalkel, blemished. What that means is, The Eitz HaChayim is Pnimius, that's the internal spirituality in the upper realms. And the Eitz HaDas Toivera is the world of multiplicity, is the world of disparity, distinction, separateness, our world of Tov and Ra. And he says, Adam Arishan's whole task, Adam Arishan and Chava was to bind these two together and to see the Eitz Hadas Tov and Ra as a vessel, as a kli for the energy of the Eitz HaChayim. Ultimately, what they blemished was the level of the chitzonius, of the Eitz Hadas. And that is what we, Be'ezras Hashem, all of us individually and ultimately the Ruach of Mashiach, both Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David, as we're going to learn, are rectifying throughout Jewish history as we get closer and closer to the end to be mesakin, to rectify this separation that Adam and Chava caused between the Eitz Hadas and the Eitz HaChayim. Seeing the Eitz Hadas as its own entity outside of its purpose to serve as a kli, as a vessel for the energy of the Eitz HaChayim. That's true. That's the point. That's the point. It could have become a kli for the Ratzon of Hashem. In as much as they would have fulfilled that task, say Chazal on Shabbos, it would have been mutter for them. 
Meaning to say, they would have rectified it, but it was the object of either, of either um, revealing Hashem's presence in the world or Chas V'Shalom, the opposite. He says, therefore, we see from here that really both of them require rectification. The first thing that needs to be rectified is the level of the externality, the level of this world, the level of Olam to get it ready so that the panemius, the neshama, can come down into it and it has a ready vessel. And then to be mamshich, the panemius down. The level of the eitzachayim, to cause it to flow down into the vessel of chitzonius. These are the two tafkidim. These are the two tasks at hand. At hand. And we find that Yaakov Avinu Shu Bechir Sheba Avais, who was the choicest of the Avais, Ume'in Shufra the Adam and Chazal tell us that he was the likeness of Adam Rishon. Misham Vahala, from Yaakov Avinu onward, you begin to see the root of the tikkun of what Adam Rishon broke, both Bissayichitzainias and beside Panimius, the Kalim and the Ur, Eitzadas Toivera and the Eitzachayim. How so? Nimsa Inyan Shnei HaMashichim. Because already from Yaakov Avinu, you start to sense that the, there's, there's the aspect of Mashiach ben Yosef and there's the aspect of Mashiach ben David, which we'll get into what that is in a minute. Shnei HaMashichim Eila Hoylich U Mizdami. They begin to appear in the world. This is the reason that Yaakov Avinu marries Leah and Rachel. And Leah and Rachel represent the two aspects of the Shechina. Which means to say that Rachel is the aspect of Chitzonius and Leah is the aspect of Pneumius. That's why Rachel is Yifas Tayer, Yifas Mara. She looks very beautiful on the outside. But Leah, Mamish, we don't even see her beauty because it's the hidden realm. It's called the Almadis Skasia. Leah is the, is the hidden realm. And Rachel is the Almadis Galia. Therefore, from Leah comes Mashiach ben David that will ultimately imbue the the kalim, the the the, the, uh, the vessels of this world with a spirit of, of, of neshama from the from the realm beyond. That's why Leah is Yehuda, and Yehuda brings David Amalekh into the world many generations later. Mashiach ben David is rooted in the concept of Leah, who's the Alma de Eskasia, who's the hidden spiritual realm above and beyond. And from Rachel comes Mashiach ben Yosef. The Mashiach ben Yosef's whole thing is what? Is to fix the Kalim. So two Mashiachs have two very different tafkidim. What happens first is Mashiach ben Yosef. First there's the energy of preparing, preparing the world, the physical world, that it should be a ready Kali. Things should be set up so that when a Ruach comes milamala, there's vessels for it, there's a framework for it. What, what, what happened to the, what was the Eitz no no That's true. The Eitz Chaim doesn't need to be in, in the Sakin. It needs to be drawn. It needs to then be brought into the world. It remains as it remained. Their job was to connect the two. By eating from the Eitz Chaim, am I seeing the Eitz as a as a as a potential for an encounter with Hashem, even though it represented this physical world? We don't. 
The Eitz HaChayim, the job of Mashiach ben David, as we're going to see, is not to do the work. Is to is to create the potential for it to then be drawn down. Its whole thing is Hamshacha. Because right now, again, it remains in the upper realm. We were actually just speaking about this when we were talking about Kutshabricha and Shechinte. So in a certain way, this is also the Tikkun. The Shechina is bimisakim, the Kalim in this world. And then as we're going to learn through Bittel, which we're going to get to, Be'ez Hashem, a lot to get to, then Ruach Milamala, it happens on its own. That's the spirit of Mashiach ben David, which is a revelation. comes down from above. This is Mashiach ben David. Mashiach ben Yosef is the Avoida. As we're going to see all of this, we're going to develop it. Mashiach ben Yosef is preparing the Kalim. Then Mashiach ben David is that Ruach coming down from the Eitz HaChayim down into the vessels that were prepared. Two different energies. And he says, we already said, where was, the, where was the Pagam done? Like Shimon just mentioned. Where was the Pagam done? In the external world. And that's why everything was destroyed and everything was blemished. And now we have to be in that. We have to be in that all the time. And there are two levels. There's the working in the realm of Chitzainius, being a human being, functioning in our own lives as we're going to learn each and every moment as we live to be conscious of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then there are great moments of revelation where, like, like in Yechezkel's vision, he sees these two elements. He sees first all the dry bones, if you remember, coming together to form bodies. And then what happens? A ruach comes mila'ela. This is the two energies, Mashiach bin Yosef and the Mashiach bin David. Mashiach Yosef is creating the vessel. And then ultimately mila'ala from above comes the ruach of the Eitzachayim, the spirit of Panemius, from the realm of Leah, from the hidden realm. And then we have a neshama and a guf. And this is the two Mashiachs, Mashiach bin Yosef and Mashiach bin David. Now, Alpipnimius, Mashiach ben Yosef, is always a reference to the male. Yosef atzadik bepnimius is the sphere of Yesoid. That's the channel, right? That's that's the aspect of the of the dechura of the male. And and Davana Melech is the sphere of Malchus. Malchus is the nekeva. Malchus is the ready vessel. The stage of activity is the stage of Yosef, like we said before, right? A practical, active work, preparing this world, getting this world ready, bringing everything together. All the bones are coming together. And, 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 and we on our own, so to speak, as it were, through doing Torah and mitzvahs, as much as we're able to, we're rectifying, we're purifying the vessels. And then ultimately the nekeva is the passive experience of being able to become a vessel so ready that the great light from above can come down within it and create something much more beautiful, which is the concept of a, of a Vlad, of a baby, that's produced from the union between the active male energy and the passive female energy. Together, that creates a Davar Shalim. Yosef and David. This aspect of male and female, active and passive. Ultimately, because the moon I'm sorry, because Malchus, which is Mashiach ben David, is the aspect of this incredible light coming from beyond, in a sense, without getting into the depth of it now, because we have a lot to do, in a sense, it's more a male revelation than Yosef. Because Yosef is just preparing. The ultimate happening 
is Mashiach ben David. Right? That's when the world is mamish filled with the spirit of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Everything we've been talking about, Shabbos is only a one-sixtieth of that. But that's only because Malchus reflects an even higher level than Yosef. Yosef is the channel. Things are getting prepared. But when Mashiach, when we're at the stage of Mashiach ben David, what's revealed within the aspect of Malchus is Tiferes, is a, is, a, is a higher level, is an even greater level. And again, that's the sod of a husband and wife getting together, the husband being the active element within that relationship, the wife being the passive, but then the wife being able to give back something much more profound than whatever the male is able to give. And this is the ultimate tikkun, fixing up Adam Rishon's Pagam with the Eitz HaChayim and the Eitz HaDas We don't have time to get into all the, all the specifics. I'm just giving over a general framework. Mashiach ben David, Mashiach ben Yosef. Mashiach ben Yosef is the preparation, and the Mashiach ben David is the ultimate tikkun, hashalem, of the panemius that imbues the chitzainius, them having already been prepared, or the chitzainius already having been prepared to create an, a, a davar shalem, to give this world, as it were, back to Hashem in a more perfect way than it was when He gave it to us in the first place. Ultimately, ultimately, to fix everything that Adam Rishon broke, which is the site of Yaakov Avinu, who in order to rectify both the Eitz Hadas and the Eitz HaChayim, not yet having been drawn down into the world of Eitz Hadas, Memele, he marries Rachel and Leah, Leah being rooted in the world of the Eitz HaChayim, that hidden spiritual realm, it's Mashiach ben David, and Rachel being Mashiach ben Yosef, connected to the Eitz Hadas Toivira, the site of Chitzainius, the site of Mashiach ben That's just hakdama of hakdama of hakdama. Keep that in the back of your mind. And now let's journey into the sugya of Neiris Shabbos. Of Neiris Shabbos. We're going to get back to that at the end. Says the Pasuk in Yeshayahu, If you shall rest your feet on Shabbos, and rest from doing your things that you're busy with. And you shall proclaim Shabbos to be your oinig, your delight. A pleasure in the name of the holiness of Hashem, to sanctify, so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who's mechubad, who is glorious. And you shall honor Shabbos, holding back from doing all of what you ordinarily do on a regular day, from being involved in business matters and what you're regularly involved with, and even the way that you speak on Shabbos. Of course, all these things are learned out, right? All, the, all these things, the Gemara and Shabbos goes through all of these different elements that the Navi is telling us what's covet Shabbos. And what's Oynik Shabbos, not to speak business matters on Shabbos, even things that are not, not uh, usher outright, but they're Uvdin Nechal, the things that we do during the weeks, so we don't do them on Shabbos. But on Kopanim, you see in this Pasuk two stark, starkly different ways that we relate to Shabbos in a way that's different than the week, which is Kavod and Oynik. The Kurasal Shabbos, Oynik, there's the concept of Oynik Shabbos. And then the Chibadatai, to honor Shabbos, means there's the concept of Kavod Shabbos, Kavod and Oynik. Says the Eliga Rambam. In Elcha Shabbos, Parak Lamed, the last Parak in Elcha Shabbos, Arba Devarim Ne'emru B'Shabbos, the Rambam says there are four things that are said about Shabbos. Shnayim and Atayra, two of those things are said in Tanakh, in, I'm sorry, in, in the Torah itself. And two are mentioned in the Navi. 
Not only are they mentioned in the cipher from the Navi, but what is brought in the Torah is actually explained in the Navi, which is an amazing thing what the Ramam does here. Nobody, nobody gives a source for this. But this is how the Ramam learns this. Listen to this. Shabbat Torah, it's written in the Torah, in the two Luchais, Zachar, Esiyama Shabbos, and Shamar. To remember Shabbos, Zachar, Esiyama Shabbos, that's in the first Luchais. When it speaks about Shabbos, it says, we shall remember Shabbos, Zachar, Esiyama Shabbos. And in the second Luchais, it says, Shamar, that we're expected to guard the Shabbos. The Nisparshu says the Rambam, what does that mean on a practical level? Zachar and Shamar. He says that's what the Navi was basing himself off when he introduced the concepts of Kavad and Oinig. Amazing thing the Ramam does. Zachar and Shamar are themselves the forerunner for Kavad and Oinig. When Yeshayahu HaNavi mentions Kavad Shabbos and Oinig Shabbos, this is Shamar and Zachar. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says in Yeshayahu, which we just read, Two elements, Oinek and Kavod, Zachar and Shamar. Says the Gemara in Shabbos. Rabbi Shmuel, Ayim of the Mishnah says that it's forbidden to light Shabbos candles with tar. Very bad smelling um, material. Fuel. <coughs> says the Gemara, my time. We sort of just gave away the reason. But my time, Amar Rava. Rava says, Because it smells very bad. We're worried what's going to happen. He's going to withhold from lighting Shabbos candles because he comes to light them. It stinks. And he just he doesn't want to be there. So he, he goes out of the house. He goes out of the room. He's not interested. He says, I don't understand. So let him leave. Like, what, what are you so worried about? Why can't he go? Rabbi says, because Rava says, don't you know, it's a chiv to light Shabbos candles on Shabbos. So you can't just allow him, it's not optional. And therefore, if we're going to allow him to light with this fuel of tar, it's going to be a bad smell, he might not light. And that's an issue because Neiris, Shabbos, to light Hadlakas, to light Neiris on Shabbos is a chiv. Says Rashi, Hadlakas Neiris Shabbos, Shaloi Haya Mimala Hadlik, Ubimakim Shein Ein Shalim. It's important to light candles on Shabbos. It's going on a previous Gemara. Because he didn't have anything else to light. And, 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 and Rashi tells us, It's important to have a candle in the room. Why? Because if there's no candle, then there's no Shalom bias. As the Gemara previously tells us, that the whole purpose of Neiris and Shabbos is for Shalom bias for the house. Because it used to be that you couldn't see anything. And that's not very peaceful. If people are tripping over each other and the wife prepares a beautiful meal and, and you bump into her when she's trying to bring the food to the table and everything spills, it, it's, you need light. Light is clarity. Light enables people to see each other, both physically, on a panemius level, to connect properly. For there to be Shalom bias in the house. Says Rashi, we need to light Shabbos candles. Because if we don't have a ner in shalim, he's going to walk and he's going to trip and he's, he's just trying to, trying to make his way in the dark. Says Rava, Chayva. I say, Rava says, in response to Abaye, that I say that Hadlakas ner in Shabbos is a Chayva. Says Rashi, what's the Chayv? What category of 
doing something special for Shabbos does this fall under? If we said there are two fundamental categories, Shamar and Zachar, which mean Oinig Shabbos and Kavit Shabbos, what does this fall under? Says Rashi, Kavit Shabbos. Lighting candles for Shabbos is an aspect of Kavit Shabbos. She'ein su'udah chashuva elabamakam ar. Because you do not eat a suda properly, a mechubadik suda, to really eat it you know, in a respectable way, only in a place where there's light. Otherwise, you could have a lavish suda, but if it's pitch black in the room, it's not covered for the suda. It's not covered for the food. You're not able to properly see the food, enjoy the food. It's clear that this is not some taste the food, right? Exactly like the Gemara says, you have to see the food to properly taste it. Exactly. And so, says Rashi, the lighting of Shabbos candles in as much as it's a chiv al pirava, falls under the category of kavod Shabbos, says the Ramam. What's kavod Shabbos? Zachar, right? From the first luchas. Kavod Shabbos. And he brings to the Gemara Yuma. What's that? Oh, we're going to get there. Wait, hold on. Wait, let's develop. Let's develop this. We're going to get to that in a minute. Says the Rambam, also in, in, in Perak Lamed, a couple of halachas later, the Rambam learns like Rashi. Says the Rambam, you need to prepare your house from before Shabbos, because of Kavit Shabbos, you have to honor Shabbos. And the Rambam goes through a bunch of things there about what we need to do and prepare the food properly and to, and to, and to prepare nice clothing and, and, to, and to sweep the house. All these things is Kavit Shabbos. When Shabbos comes in, it should come into a matziv of Kavit that we honor Shabbos and we're clearly demarcating the way that we treat Shabbos than the way that we treat Tuesday or Wednesday. Kavit Shabbos. And the Rambam includes in this category to have a ner Shabbos lit. Via ner daluk. He should have candles lit with shulchan arch and the table set, la'echal to eat upon it, umitu mutsas, and the bed should be made, shakol elu l'chvoid Shabbos hain. Because all of this, says the Rambam, like Rashi, is for Kavit Shabbos. The problem is that Toysvis learns differently. Says Toysvis, again, same Gemarvi here, Shabbos, chavheim at beis. Rava had said to Abaye that Abaye said, who cares? Why, why, why does it matter if, we're, if, if, if he's lighting Shabbos candles with something that stinks? Let him choose. If he wants to stick it out and light it, great. If not, let him leave. And Rava says, no, because it's a chiv to light Shabbos candles. Says Toysvis, what's the chiv? Perish b'makam su'uda. It's a reference to the place where you're going to eat the su'uda. It's a chiv to eat the Suda in a place where there's a candle lit, Mishum Oinig. Says Toysvis because of Oinig Shabbos. Now that is not what we learned from Rashi, and that is not what we learned from the Rambam. Rashi and the Rambam learn that Alakas Neir Shabbos fall under the category of Kavad Shabbos. Here comes Toysvis and says it's Oinig Shabbos. Oinig. Then Toysvis says, and I don't want to get dragged into this because there's a little bit of a deeper Indian here, but Toysvis says, Abel Mehad Lokas Neir he says, Abaye wasn't saying that there's no chiv at all to light Shabbos candles. Because even Abaye must say, everybody knows you light Shabbos candles. The Gemara says later on, and nobody argues, that there are things that a woman really needs to make sure that she's doing, one of which is lighting Shabbos candles. Nobody argues. Abaye also holds that, that you need to. Abaye 
was saying, and that's the diktuk in the Lashon of Abai over here, the Yetzeh, is that let him leave the room. Let him light in a different room. Not next to the, not next to the Shabbos. Suda. And Rava is saying, no, it has to be where the Suda is. So here you see, again, that Abaye agrees that there's a chiv to light Shabbos candles. Pashit. But he says that unlike Rava, maybe you could light in a different room. What does it have to be near the, near the Suda for? And Rava says, no, that's the Oynik. But we're learning that Hadlakas Nera Shabbos, at least in Rava, is a, dik, is a din in Oynik Shabbos, not in Kavit Shabbos. Rashi and the Rambam seem to say falls under the category of Kavit Shabbos. Toysvus says it's Mamish Oynik Shabbos. Lemay Nafkamina. Let's get to this in a minute. Yeah. According to Toysvus, according to Toysvus, that Rob was saying it's also a din in Kavit to light. The Oynik is. Ah, you're ready. You're ready. Anshul, let's take it step by step. Let's Mamish take it. We have to see how it unfolds, because because there's a base Halevi on this Toysvus. But in order to understand that, which we're actually not going to learn in this particular year, we first have to get to, to some other sources. But it, yeah, yeah, because there's a lot to say on this Taisus. So what exactly was Abaye arguing then? What exactly, right? And maybe Hagufa, Kavit or Einig. Yeah, exactly. Let's, 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 let's go slow. Let's go slow. So far what we have is the Pasagin Shayo, the Heliga Prophet Isaiah. We have two major categories when it comes to Shabbos, Kavit Shabbos and Einig Shabbos. Then we know that there's this thing called Hadlakas Neiris. Question, what does Hadlakas Neiris fall under? Does it fall under Kavit Shabbos? Does it fall under Oynik Shabbos? Says Rashi, Kavit Shabbos. Says Toysvis, Oynik Shabbos. And we see a Rambam that also puts it under the category of Kavit Shabbos. There's a problem though. Because if you look in the Rambam Hilcha Shabbos, Perak Hei Halacha Aleph, which is the next source, he says, Both men and women, It makes no difference. Men, women, whoever's in the house, the house needs to have Shabbos candles lit in it. There are reasons why the woman lights. Not getting into that now. And he says the shocking thing, even if a person has no food to eat, he says, go out and beg for money to buy oil to light Shabbos candles. Why? Says, says the Rambam. Because this is part and parcel of Oynik Shabbos. Now this is a major problem. Because a minute ago we said that Rashi learns that lighting Shabbos candles is Kavit Shabbos. Taisus learns it's Oynik Shabbos. That's okay, they could, they could argue. Right? There could be a machlekes Rashi Taisus with regard to what this is. But the Rambam, the Chvoyde Va'atzmai told us, and says later on in Ilcha Shabbos, Kavit Shabbos. And over here he says, Oynik Shabbos, it's a stira. Stira in the Rambam. Which one is it? Is it Kavit Shabbos? Or is it Oynik Shabbos? Lemaynaf Gemina. I don't want to get bogged down into this either. So I want to, I, I'm just trying to develop something to get to the panemius of this whole sugya. But it's a very beautiful sugya. But it's, it's a huge sugya. It's a huge sugya with, with, with other things that are, we're not able to really get into now. Lemaynaf um, Gemina is, well, what if I have a candle that's lit from Tuesday? What if I have a candle that's lit from Tuesday? I'm going to enjoy it on Shabbos. If it's Oynik Shabbos, Oynik. But what about Kavit Shabbos? I didn't light it sp- specifically for Shabbos. Do I have to put it out and relight it? That's a major nafkamina. So, the Ramam has to make up his mind. You can see that by the, by the, uh, 
by the actual wording of the Rambam where he says the near doluk. Ah. It doesn't say that you should near doluk. Yes. Yes, exactly. I, but the, 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 the problem is, though, that, that the Rambam in, in Perak Lamed also has that Lashen. That's the, that's the, so I, I also wanted to make that diak, but if you look at the Rambam there, and over there he's talking about Kavad Shabbos, he also says, ner daluk. So, 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 yes, I, it's not, not so much that way. But, 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 but yeah, but, but at, least in, at least in this Rambam, it would fit with the concept of Oynik Shabbos. Ner daluk, that's all you need. But for Kavad Shabbos L'chari, you need to light it for Shabbos, not just to have a candle lit. Mamish applicable to today, exactly right. Mamish applicable. Lighting today in our house, we have Oynik Shabbos. We have the question about Kavad Shabbos. What is it? And the Rambam seems to say, in one place it's Kavad, in one place it's Oynik. This is a problem. Says the Heliga Archashulchan. The Archashulchan says, We afal gav. The alcohol Oynik Shabbos ain't mevarchin. He has a kasha, tremendous kasha, which I never thought about. And he, he says, I don't understand. Why are you making a bracha on lighting Shabbos candles? Ever think about that? Why do we make a bracha on lighting Shabbos candles? Well, first we have to categorize it. Says the Aruch HaShulchan, I don't care what you categorize it as. If it's covered Shabbos, it's no different than wearing nice clothes on Shabbos. So why don't you, when I, wear, I put on my nice, uh, you know, my nice suit for Shabbos, why don't I make a bracha on that? And if it's Oynik Shabbos, so when I'm about to eat Sholent, which is Mamish Chamim, you know, to eat hot food on Shabbos, I should make a bracha on that too. Why do we make a bracha on, 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 on lighting Shabbos candles? So maybe you're already starting to sense the answer a little bit, that obviously there's got to be something different by Adlakas Ner Shabbos that you don't have, thanks for joining, that you don't have by anything else that falls under the category of Kavod and anything else that falls under the category of Oynik, says the Aruch HaShulchan, and he quotes the Rambam and Toysavis that say that the Indian of lighting Shabbos candles falls under the category of Oynik Shabbos. He says, why don't we find you don't make a bracha on anything else that falls under the category of Oynik Shabbos. He says, Adlakas Ner Shabbos is a takana that's unique. It's unique. Kedam Rinan, as we say, Hadlakas Ner B'Shabbos Chayva Oberz Rashi Atam and Rashi there says the Kavit Shabbos who it's a special din of Kavit Shabbos She'ein Suda Chashuva because you cannot even eat the Suda of Shabbos without having candles lit because it's not Kavit Alba Makam Arke and your mama it's got to be like day. Says the Aruch Hashulchan Ula Rashi Ein Zemaoinik Shabbos. Like we pointed out, Rashi learns that it falls under the category of covered. And the Rambam himself, and again, this is not like the previous Rambam that we learned, which the Aruch HaShulchan quotes before the part that we just jumped into, where the Rambam says that it's Oynik Shabbos. He says in another place, the Rambam says it's also covered Shabbos. The Ramam considers lighting Shabbos candles to fall under the category of Kavit Shabbos because of Sham, where the Ramam writes, There should be a candle lit, and a table set, and the beds made. So you see that Rashi learns it's Kavit Shabbos, and Taisus learns it's Oynik Shabbos, and the Rambam himself holds it's both Kavit Shabbos and Oynik Shabbos. What's going on here? And then you have another question of why specifically we make a bracha on Adlakas Neres Shabbos, Masha Enkein, other things that fall under the category of Kavit, and other things that fall under the category of Oynix. Of course, that's what he answers. But Sarach Loimar, you need to say, Did Tarvayu Isnu? 
that Adlakas Ner Shabbos is unique because it has both. Both covered and oinig. The Rambam is not a stira. The Rambam is explaining how unique lighting Shabbos candles are, or is, because it has both covered and oinig. But what's the gedder of the covered in it? And what's the gedder of the oinig in it? Says the, the Archa Shulchan. The place where you're eating, that's covered Shabbos. When the light filters away from the place where you're having your suda and it shines into other rooms, the nearby kitchen, other places, that's whom he Shabbos. Two dinim in Hadlakas Neres Shabbos. In the place where you're eating, it's Mechabed the suda, it's Mechabed the Makkim. That's Kavad Shabbos, like Rashi says. But the Indian of Shalom Bayis which Rashi also brings, he says alludes to Einik Shabbos. That means to say that there's no machlikis Rashi and Taisvis. Maybe perhaps Rashi himself is alluding to both Kavit and Einik. Einik, when he says that it's for Shalom Bayis, because that's in all the places, all the rooms around, and then Kavit in the Makam of the Suda. The Archa Shulchan, of course, has a problem with Taisvis. Right, exactly, because Taisvis says, right, that Adarabba, Taisvis says that it's Oinig Shabbos, Davka in the Makkim, and he says Taisvis is a Daichik, and he, and he doesn't like Taisvis at all. Taisvis doesn't fit with this, with this, with this interpretation. Okay, leave Taisvis aside. Why? Why? If you look at it, obviously, only, um, obviously, Kovach Shabbos is going to be. It's, it's, if people are fighting, people are going to be arguing the whole time. That's not covered for Shabbat. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that, it's, it's true. It's more to do with honor, right? It's disrespectful. It's Shabbat, true, it's true. But let me, let me put it to you this way. It's true. There's an aspect. So let me give you another perspective. Maybe that might help. The other perspective is that covered Shabbos are pluses. A plus. Ah, okay. A plus. We put on something fancy. We make special food. It's Kavit Shabbos. We make our beds nicely the way that, you know, some people at least don't make the rest of the week. <laughs> we make the beds nicely. It's a plus. The Indian of Shalom Bayis is that if you don't have a candle lit, everyone's going to be fighting and there's going to be tsar. Mimela, it's the elimination of a troubling situation. And so it's not exactly similar to the other things of Kavit Shabbos, even though you're right. Well, if people are stumbling over everything and they're, and they're banging their leg, that's, that's not very Kavit Shabbos. But the etzim of it is, I would say, is more oinig than, than Kavit, right? It's to the elimination of Sam, but it's, a, it's an excellent point. Okay. Says the Archa Shulchan, two things you have in lighting Shabbos candles. Kavit Shabbos in the place where you're eating and oinig Shabbos in the rooms around you. That you shouldn't fall over. And he finishes, and that's Pshad, the Gemara continues, that the word Shalom in this Pasuk is a reference to lighting Shabbos candles. Like he says, he's explaining Oinek, right? Because when there's a candle, there's Shalom. You won't fall, you won't stumble. Because unlike everything else, that's just for Kabbat Shabbos, or the things that are just Oinek Shabbos, ah, Hadlakas Neir Shabbos has both. It has covered and Oinek. Something special. You got to make a bracha on it. Hadlakas Neir something special. It has two things. Hechmiru b'chachamim, he says. The chachamim were mesakin it as a chiv beyond every other chiv. That's already from the Pasig Yeshayo, where it says, Rekarasal Shabbos Oinek, Lekta Yishashem Echubar, Oinek and Kavit. No, this is its own mitzvah. 
because it has both. It has an Indian of Kavit Shabbos and an Indian of Oynik Shabbos, which is why we make a bracha on the Shabbos candles, because they're mamish, the encapsulation of both Kavit and Oynik. It's its own thing. I mean, it's its own thing. Now, the Gra, fascinatingly enough, in Ilchas Yantif, without getting into the context of this Gra now, I just want to take just one line. The Gra makes a mighty distinction between Kavit Shabbos and Oynik Shabbos. A very simple chiluk. He looks at what the Rambam lists under Kavit Shabbos. He looks at what the Rambam lists under Oynik Shabbos and he says, hmm, I see that there's a major distinction here. Beratzaloimar, he says, Oineg hu b'Shabbos atzmai. The Gra says that the Oineg is on Shabbos itself. The Kavod hu be'erev Shabbos. That's the Rambam's gather. Anything that's Kavod Shabbos, you're doing before Shabbos. Anything that's Oineg Shabbos, you're doing on Shabbos. Now, of course, the Aruch Hashulchan doesn't fit with this Gra because the Aruch Hashulchan just gave us an example of something that you're doing on Shabbos, which he learns is Kavod. Kavod in the place where you're eating, and oinig in the other places. According to the Gra, there's no such thing. Ah, oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. That's the next, that's the next source. The Gra said that is something that can be on Shabbos. Yeah. And can be on It's not mashma that way. I mean, it's not mashma. He says, the covered who be Arab Shabbos and oinig will be Shabbos. I'm not, I'm not sure. The Rambam hold that Kavit is both before Shabbos and on Shabbos. I have to think about that. I have to think about that. But in the in the in the Pashtus of the words of the Gra seems to be a chilik, right? That that's how that's the difference between Kavit Shabbos and Onik Shabbos. Which, by the way, I'll just whisper a reminder. According to the Rambam, which we're going to get back to, is Zachar and Shamar. Says that, says, he says an amazing thing. Apparently, according to the Gra, Zachar and Shamar are Erev Shabbos and Shabbos. Kavit and Onik. Not necessarily a pasta on the on the earth. How so? Because you can say that still the lighting of those candles by way of heat is still covered. You've lit them before showers. The person doesn't the person is not eating at home. It's not it's not what he says. It's not what he says. You're mechavin to the grizz. Because that's exactly what we're about to see. You're mechavin. But that but it's not it's not it's not in the in the He doesn't make he doesn't make that distinction of before after. He says, let's read it again. Dimakim Sha'ichlin who Kavit Shabbos. Again. Okay, 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 okay. Let, let's... Conceptually, just what you were saying before. Theoretically, with a shoehorn, you can put it in there. In, 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 in the concept of Kavit Shabbos, is what I do for Shabbos. That's how I'm lighting. I'm, I'm making, I'm doing an action to display Shabbos, to, to have that extra light on Shabbos. Not that it can spill over into my other rooms and I can benefit from that Shabbos. That's a den annoying. All of a sudden, I was able to see in the corridor that I wouldn't have been able to see before. That's a den annoying. I mean, I purposely light something before Shabbos that they are marking. It's a marking. This is look how it shines. That's the way I understood the the Zara Okay, okay. That that's that's fascinating. That's fascinating. I have to think about that. I have to think about that. And you have to remember also, we're reading four lines in the Aruch HaShulchan. So you have to see what he says before this and what he says after this to, to see how he flushes it out. That's not the ordinary way that people learn. The ordinary way of learning the Sugh is that there are two approaches to the steer in the Rambam, the Aruch HaShulchan and the Grizz, which we're about to see. Okay, that's, that, they're usually seen as saying two very different things. And 
you know, the tachlis of this year is, is panemius ultimately, but we're developing the chitzonius, the halachas of it, the sugi of it, and we're going to demonstrate alpipanemius just how different they are, and they're very different alpipanemius, which we'll get to. Okay, but first we have is the, the archa shulchan says, says the griz, lo ramam ian. He says another problem with the, with the Ramam Shiva Perik Hey Kasav that in Perik Hey the Ramam writes she did not lock us near Dafka b'Shabbos that the din of lock us near Shabbos is on Shabbos. Let's just look back in the lashon of the Ramam there. Via near Daluk right that there should be a candle lit and then. That the chiv of lighting the candles is mi ba'oid yoim. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I read the Ramah. Yeah, that, that's the fruit, right. Hilcha Shabbos Perak Lamid is where it says that it needs to be lit from before Shabbos. And over here in Halacha Hey, it says there's ner daluk, bishabbos, right? That there should be a candle lit on Shabbos. So he says, I don't understand. First of all, it seems like there's a stira. He doesn't even he doesn't even mention Kavan and Oinig, right? Like what's the what's the Rama mean to tell us? You need to light Shabbos candles mi from before Shabbos. Like obviously, of course you do. When when else should you light the candles on Shabbos? What do you mean? You should light a candle on Shabbos. Of course you have to light it before Shabbos. When else should you light it? What's the Rama stressing when he says over there that the candles should be lit? Before Shabbos, of course, before Shabbos, when else should we have candles lit? Even Shabbos also lahadlik says the Grizz. Of course, because you can't light candles on Shabbos. Vinir Loimars says the Eliger Grizz brought in the Chedushi Agrach. He says an amazing thing, famous thing. Vinir Loimar David Halachis Eluhim Shnei Dinim Nefradim, just like the Archa Shulchan, but even more dak. He says you're right. Hadlakas Neir Shabbos has two dinim, Kavod and Oinig. But based on the Gura, it's a different distinction than the Archa Shulchan. The Archa Shulchan learned, again, that the difference was in place, right? Meaning, in the place where you eat in the Suda, it's Kavod Shabbos. Whether that kicks in before Shabbos, or it's only on Shabbos, we're not getting into that now, but place where you eat, it's Kavod Shabbos. And the way the light shines into other places, that's Oinig Shabbos. Says the, says the Grizz, he says, even more dak, there are two dinim in lighting Shabbos candles. There are two dinim, two aspects within the lighting of Shabbos candles. One of them is the aspect of oinig in the lighting of the Shabbos candles, which is why the Rambam in one place includes it under the category of things that are oinig Shabbos. And the Gam Mishum Kavit Shabbos. And it also has... The aspect of Kavit Shabbos. How so? He says, There's a fundamental distinction between them. And again, over here he seems to be alluding to this Gura. The things of Oynik Shabbos are on Shabbos themselves. Like any other din of Oynik, eating, drinking. That requires me to do something before Shabbos. Right? Which is included in the aspect of honoring Shabbos. 
That's something else. So there are two dinam of lighting Shabbos candles. There's the covered Shabbos aspect which kicks in when? Before Shabbos. And then, all the while that it stays lit, on, up until and on Shabbos, that's when the Oynik Shabbos aspect begins to shine. Covered Shabbos before Shabbos, Oynik Shabbos on Shabbos, the same candle. Same candle, two facets. What's like that? It is by default. By Excellent. Mamas, you're picking. Default. Yes, by default. By default, something kicks in. Amazing thing. That's why it's more dark than the Archa Shulchan. And we're going to talk about Pimimimius in a second, how different these things are, which is a, a pele, which is a pele. But we're going slow. We're going slow. And he proves it. Because the Gam had luck of a Shabbos Atzmai. He says, if you could imagine some way that your 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 putter from the din of of the say of the loisa say of not you know a loisa of our h b'chol just imagine all of a sudden Hashem comes to you and He says you're absolved of this din. You're allowed to light a candle on Shabbos, and you light it. Guess what? You were only yotza einik Shabbos with that candle, not kavod Shabbos. Kavod Shabbos is before Shabbos. You could do whatever you you could do the same thing on Shabbos. The aspect of Kavit Shabbos is missing. Kavit Shabbos is only Arab Shabbos and not on Shabbos itself. And he says over here, this fits with what the Rambam says. And over here he speaks out that stira, which is how he framed it in the Archashulchan. The Rambam is talking about things that are Oynek Shabbos. He says, Hadlaka's Neir Shabbos is Oynek. That kicks in on Shabbos itself. Where he's speaking about the Hadlaka that needs to be under the category of Kavit Shabbos. There he talks about to stress that this is the aspect of Kavit Shabbos. And with this he answers the steer in the Rambam. Kavit and Oynik, not like the Archa Shulchan. The Archa Shulchan also learns that the lighting of Shabbos candles has both Kavit and Oynik. But he learns that Kavit is in the place where you're eating, Oynik is in all the rooms that surround. The Grizz holds, sure, Hadlokas Neir Shabbos has Kavit and Oynik. But it's a matter of time, not a matter of space. Covered before Shabbos, Oynig, when, the, when, when Shabbos comes and the candle remains lit on Shabbos. Parenthetically, I don't want to get into this now because this is also a bit of a, a, bit of a sugya. Um, Mashiach? <laughs> I, I envisioned it much more basey than that, the chauffeur. It's like a week. So, I saw from from the, the, the I, I can't remember his, his name it's called the Petterberger Rebbe Nebuch he was Nifter um, in COVID he has a shikol Tyra on this where he wants to say that actually this Grizz is not based on the Gra he says the Grizz here is arguing on the Gra even though it doesn't seem like it it seems like his mom is drawing on the Gra because he asks a simple question why didn't the Archa Shulchan answer the same thing that the Grizz answers why did the Archa Shulchan choose to say something different than what the Grizz is saying? And he answers because, remember, the Archa Shulchan wasn't just coming to answer a stira in Rambam. The Archa Shulchan <coughs> excuse me, had an independent question, which was, 
Why do you make a bracha on lighting Shabbos candles? If the Aruch HaShulchan is going to adapt this shot of the Gra and in its expression in the Griz with regard to Adlakas Nera Shabbos, Vaiter, you should be making a bracha on, on many, many different things that have part one before Shabbos and part two on Shabbos. For example, cooking food. Making sure that you prepare for Shabbos is covered Shabbos. Before Shabbos, eating the food is eating Shabbos on Shabbos. So that wouldn't solve the problem of the Aruch HaShulchan. Why don't you make a bracha on that also? Mimela, he learns that the Griz Mamash is chaylik on the Gra. This is the unique, unique, unique thing that has covered before and Einig on. And he, and he develops this in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, a arichas. And he, and he points out, because he basically says, the reason why he wants to say this is because he hasn't seen another Sefer that, that is mitzayi in the Gra to this Griz. To show that this grizz is coming from the ground. He says, like, why not? It should be obvious. I say because it's so obvious that no, like you don't need somebody to point that out. He's clearly saying that. But he learns no. And Imamish wants to make a machlekas. Uh, that, that's a parenthetic interesting thing. Okay. Now that we went through this sugya, which again, we just covered the basic of the basic of the basic of it. There are other elements of Halakas Ner Shabbos that, that have to do with Kabbalah Shabbos, and there are elements of, of, of where to light if you're sleeping here, if you're staying there. All of this is totally on a lot of other sugyas, a lot of other Gemaras. I just wanted to, de- wanted to develop this particular sugya, which is very elemental because going back to the Rambam, it's actually rooted in Zachar and Shamar. And when that is refracted through the Navi Yeshayo, that becomes covenant and Oinik. And we see that both according to the Aruch HaShulchan and according to the, the Griz, which means the Rambam, which both of them are coming to be Miyashiv, Hadlakas Nira Shabbos contains both covered and Oinik, Zachar and Shamar, which is why in the Aruch HaShulchan it's unique, you make a bracha on it, it's Mamash unique, and in the Griz as well, right? it's unique, you make a bracha on it. Uh, but what's the fundamental chilek between the way that the Griz learns and the way that the Arach HaShulchan learns? The Arach HaShulchan's terrets and his way of explaining these two Rambams, one of which puts lighting Shabbos candles in the category of Kavit and one of which puts the lighting of Shabbos candles in the, in, into the category of Einek has to do with space. The realm of space. On Shabbos already, the realm of space. You light a Shabbos candle here, and in this space, it's covered. And in that space, it's oinik. But the but the Griz has a chilek that relates to time. Covered before Shabbos, and then on Shabbos, oinik. Time and space. And these two things are very, very different. According to the, according, and just to develop this a little bit deeper, a few minutes left, to develop this a little bit, we start a little bit late also, to develop this a little bit deeper. In as much as Zachar and Shamar become, let's look back at that Rambam, become themselves Kavad and Oinig, according to the Aruch HaShulchan, at least in the context of Adlakas Nera Shabbos, Zachar means here, according to the Archa Shulchan, Zachar means here. And according to the Archa Shulchan, Shamar, which is Einig, means there. Right? Zachar is covered, according to the Archa Shulchan, 
here, in this place where we're eating the Suda, the center of the Shabbos table, the center, the, the focus point of Shabbos is the Shabbos Suda, right? Here. Ayinik is there. According to the Grizz, Zachar, which is covered, is now. And Shamar, which is Ayinik, is then. Here and now, and there and then. Or in the Archa Shulchan again. Here and there, and the Grizz, now and then. Okay. Now, Chavar, let's try to talk with Pinimias. It's very delicate and it's, it's very deep. Okay. I'll peep Pinimias for Derek Remes. Shabbos, 160th of the day to come, a great Shabbos to come, is Mamish the world that's mitukan, that's fixed, it's complete. And there are two kinds of ways of considering our relation to a completed realm, a completed world. One way of relating to a completed, perfected realm after Mashiach has come, Olam Haba, fixed world filled with Hashem's presence, is on the level of Klal, which means the whole world, which means all of Am Yisrael doing what they need to do, bringing the world toward its Tikkun. And one way of relating to that concept is Prat. So on an individual level, what I'm able to do already now, even while I'm still in Golas, Karva Al Nafshi, we say in 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 uh, in, in, in L'chadaydi, Ga'ala. Come close to my own nefesh and redeem it. What do you mean redeem it? You're still in Golas. We're going to have Shirim on Kabbalah Shabbos. Now we're going in order of Shabbos. We're just starting with Halakas Ner. We're going to get into Kabbalah Shabbos. We're going to have a few Shirim on Halakas Ner Shabbos. And give it over to your wife, Rashi. And all to, to all the women that are listening or, or watching. Changes the whole way we think about what we're doing. When we know what we're doing, something else. You know how long I spent last night preparing this year looking at my unlit Shabbos candles? They, they changed to me. They mamish, They changed. Something else. It's neshama in it. Klal and Prat. Klal and Prat. Zachar and Shamar are themselves related to male and female. Zachar comes from the word Zachar, right? It's mamish male. And it's an active tenasei. Remember, it's extroverted energy, male energy. Shamar is passive. Just don't do it. Shamar is the mekabel. Zachar is the mashpiyah. Bipinimius, the Mechabal is the greatest Mashpia there is. Zachar and Sham. Okay. Well, if Zachar is Kavad Shabbos and Shamar is Oinik Shabbos, then using the, the model with which we began, we have another five minutes, of Mashiach bin Yosef and Mashiach bin David, 
Mashiach ben Yosef being the energy of the male, Mashiach ben David being the passive energy of the female, which just allows that, 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 that higher energy of the Eitz HaChayim to come drawing down into the Kalim that were prepared. Then with regard to Hadalakas Ne'er Shabbos, the same thing applies. Kovit Shabbos is the aspect of Mashiach ben Yosef. It's the male aspect, the active aspect, doing something, getting something done, preparing the world. That's Mahesh Kavit Shabbos. Before Shabbos, preparing the world. The Oynik Shabbos, the Bechina Mashiach bin David. It's the thing itself. After everything's been prepared, Ruach Mele'ela, the female energy, the Levana, like we've been learning about, that reflects all the iris. Specifically because it is nothing. It does nothing, right? Specifically because it's passive. Turn, turn the page. We're going to get back to, the, to 11 and 12 in a minute, but just take, take a look at source number 13. The Pasig Yishayahu says, Hakatoin yiyel elef, referring to when Mashiach comes, the Katoin, which the Malbim says is talking about Kamos, that which is small, Yila Elef, will become incredibly big. Vahatsa'ir, and that which is young, Ligoy Atsum, will become a tremendous nation. Ani Hashem, Bi'ita Achishem. I am Hashem, Bi'ita, at the right time, in its time, Achishena, and right away. Say Chazal, two aspects of being Zoycha to Mashiach. If we're doing what we're supposed to do, Achishena will come right now. But ultimately, if we're not Zaycha, so then Be'ita, there's a time that Hashem will send Mashiach. Mamash, open your hearts to this. I wonder if there's MS to it. I don't know. But I think there may be. And I certainly think that there's value in it. Demonstrating how there's a panemius to every sugya, even achreinim, like the Archa Shulchan and the Grizz. If you drill down deeply enough, every single word you learn in any safer could have been written yesterday, has a pshat, remez, drush, and side, whether they were machaven to this or not, makes no difference. They're deeper, deeper, deeper elements. That's what I'm trying to give over in this year, which is a little bit more halacha oriented than the previous year. Open your hearts. The Pasuk makes reference to two things. Hakatain, which becomes Elef, which we said Katan is just small, and it becomes big. Vahatsa'ir, which is young, that eventually grows up, and it becomes old. What's the fundamental difference between these two? Same thing. Space and time. Katain is space. Like the Malbim says, Be'echus, very small, and then it becomes massive. Sa'ir is just, it's just a matter of time. Like Rabbi Yossi says, Memela, he will grow up eventually. Sa'ir is young. That's the deficiency. What, is, what happens when someone's young? They grow. They get old. Legoyatsum. Time and space. And then Be'ita and Achishena. In its time and Achishena. Chavar, here's what I want to say. Chiddush. I want to say that the Archashulchan and the Grizz are talking about two aspects of the same thing. Both of them are masculine. They're talking about Mashiach ben David and Mashiach ben Yosef. Or rather, Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. Shamar, uh, uh, um, um, Zachar rather, and Shamar. Kavad and Oinik. Both are masculine. I want to say... I want to say, Vesiyat Rishmaya, 
that the Aruch HaShulchan is speaking on the level of Prat and the Grizz is speaking on the level of Klal. On the level of Prat, or let's start first on the level of Klal, this is the concept of Be'ita. There will come a time when Mashiach comes for the whole entire world. And before that time, we're just preparing and we're waiting. And that's the clulliest perspective the Grizz is giving over. And in that sense, it's time-oriented. We need to do what we can to prepare the world as much as we can. And there will come a time, Be'ita, Shabbos comes in, boom. Like Yazi said, Memela. We move into Shabbos, Kabbalat, Mashiach ben David, Oinim. The thing happens. But in the aspect of Achishena, which we can learn through the prism of Prat, which means that even when I'm still in Galas, I can already taste Geula a little bit. Says the Archa Shulchan, it's not a matter of time, they have to wait some time in the future. It's a matter of space. It's already Kayam. It's not a Dabr Shaloi Bala it hasn't happened yet. It's here. The question is, can we prepare our lives in the moment, in the area of our Ruchnias, in the place where you're eating the Shabbos Suda, at the focal point, so strongly that it starts to shine into all other aspects of your life that you already have. Where the R, because you've readied your vessels, is able to then be tasted and perceived in every aspect of your life. The R HaShulchan's HaKotan Yila Elef is Achishena. And the Grizz, the Grizz's perspective of Hatsa'ir, which is time, is associated with Be'ita, Klal and Prat, two completely different ways of, 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 viewing, of viewing our relationship to Mashiach ben David and Mashiach ben Yosef. On a Prat level, on a Klal level. On a Prat level, you can already begin doing the work now and you'll reap the benefits. You'll see there's an aspect of Mashiach ben Yosef, which is the work that you have to put in, and then you'll taste in realms far outside of what you were actually working on, which is, again, Kavit Shabbos, right? Azachar, which is the space where you're eating the, the Shabbos Suda, it'll spill over into all other aspects of your life. That's, that's, that's Prat. That's the level of Achishana. You could already taste Mashiach in your own personal life. And then we can't take our eye off the ball of the, of the Grizz, which is the Klal, which is as the world gets closer and closer to Mashiach, we're putting an effort, but Klalis, it's all the aspect of Kavit. It's all the aspect of Zachar. It's all the aspect of the male energy of Mashiach and Yosef. We're preparing the world. And then Be'it, Shabbos comes. Okay, it's a, different, it's a different world. And we have to have our eye on both of these things, the level of the individual rectification and the level of the collective rectification. The Archa Shulchan's Hadlakas Ner Shabbos and the Grizz's Hadlakas Ner Shabbos. These two things. Take a look for a second back at the source. And with this word, Mamash, coming to an end in two minutes. Says the, the Shulchan Aruch, Yezahir Lasois Ner Yafe V'yesh Mechavnim Lasei Shtei Psilois we, we, right? The minog at least is to make two, at least two. And then there are many, many different minhagim, but at least two. Why? Echad keneget zachar, ve echad keneget shamar. One keneget zachar, one keneget shamar. Says the El Yerabah, he adds, ve yesh aimrim neged ish, ve isha. Which, I'll pee what we're saying is mamish oto davar. Ish ve isha is zachar ve shamar. Is Mashiach ben Yosef ish, level of Mashiach ben David. Malchus which is the Bechina of Isha. Fascinatingly, the candle itself has both of these aspects, the wick and the flame. The wick being Mashiach ben Yosef, it's just the cleat, it's just the preparation, and then you, and then you strike the match and you light the flames, that's already Mashiach ben David. 
these two things being bound, being bound together. So again, in every Ner Shabbos that you look at, you see all of these things. Because every Ner Shabbos has covered an Oynik. In and of itself, you look at it covered an Oynik. But I would suggest, and it, this shear may take reviewing because it took me hours and hours and hours to prepare and to give over. I'm just being mitzamsen. But it takes, you, you'll, you'll go back and you'll look over the sources. And you'll, I want for myself that every time I walk into my house and I look at the two candlesticks, I see the Aruch HaShulchan on one side, I see the Grizz on the other side. I see two symbols for our relationship with Mashiach. What I know I need to be doing in my own life where I can in this moment already begin to taste Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, the Aruch HaShulchan, and the Grizz with related, which relates to time. Our Tikkun as part of the Klal as the world comes closer and closer to Mashiach. Fascinatingly enough, these two elements, a Mashiach ben David, a Mashiach ben Yosef, of the Ish and the Isha, are also connected to Nefesh and Ruach. Nefesh is just the, the lower body soul, just the animal soul, keeping the body alive. And then the Ruach is the higher, the higher element. Of course, the Rosh Hashanah of Ruach and Nefesh is Ner. That's the Ner of Shabbos. Ruach and Nefesh is Kavad and Oinik, is Zachar and Shamar, is Meshach ben Yosef, Meshach ben David, is both. Now, just to end, last thing, why is it then that Zachar is in the first Luchas and Shamar is in the second Luchas? On a simple level, we explain Zachar comes before Shamar, but it's deeper than that. The first Luchas are Luchas pre-sin. They're given to us, Paskizuamasam, everything is going as it should. We're hurtling along and it looks beautiful on the outside. In a pre-sin relationship, it's very formal. It's very formal. Everything is evachin of din. Gadish Baruch who relates to us, we relate to him, we're doing what he wants. He, 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 he loves us because we're doing what he wants and we have a relationship. But the deepest, deepest fixing, Dafka, is post-sin. The deepest fixing of Mashiach bin David, that the whole Indian of David Amalek is what? It's tshuva. Because it's connected to the concept of Shamar in the second Luchas, Oinik Shabbos, Mashiach bin David. That lends itself to a certain bittel, to a certain sense of, wow, I, I don't have things together. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu still has a relationship with me. I'm still able to connect to Him. The world is broken in my own life and in the Klaliyas of the world, Prat and Klal. But I can go ahead and to work on my Mashiach bin Yosef aspects and I can work on my Mashiach bin David aspects. Pre-Sin Luchas, post-Sin Luchas. The Luchas of external things working out and then the luchas of internal the luchas of brokenness the luchas of post the luchas of tshuva the luchas of tapping into HaKadosh Baruch Hu on the level of a relationship the internal aspect when I have nothing when I have nothing but dafka there is the biggest cleave for the ruach from above that's the greatest nefesh it's a broken heart that HaKadosh Baruch Hu dwells within that's the aspect of the post tshuva uh, luchas, which is the second luchas, the luchas shniyas, that therefore they contain the word shamar, which is an aspect of Mashiach ben David, which is an aspect of Oinik Shabbos, which is an aspect either according to the Archa Shulchan or according to the Grizz, both in Klal and Prat, of things becoming completely infused with that light of Tikkun, with that light of total, total fixing that only happens after there's a stumble, so to speak, where Mashiach ben David and Mashiach ben Yosef can be put together. And this, of course, is why Chazal tell us, Zachar v'shamar b'dibur echad. Ultimately, they're one. 
Ner, nefesh, and ruach. That one flame, it has to have covered an oinig. Because zachar and shamar are covered in oinig. Bedibor echad. And that, my friends, is the side of Halakas Ner Shabbos, or at least one facet of it. That's this incredible thing when you walk into your home Friday night and you look at those candles. Don't just, you know, walk by them. Oh, it's beautiful. There's so much depth in it. Stand, you'll see. Your mom will see messages that all of us need in the deepest, 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 deepest way to be able to look and to see, ah, this is the whole story of the way the things were and the way the and, and the things that happened along the way and how we're marching toward Tikkun. Bedibor Echad. The whole story is foretold from the beginning. Kodesh Baruch Hu knows this is all part of history. Hashem knows things are going to break and, th- and, and, and when things break then we get the potential to move toward Tikkun. All of that is encapsulated in these two Neiris, Shabbos, Kavad and Oynik, Shamar and Zachar. Time and space, prat and klal, as we see the chart before us that I wrote that you can take with you and even keep next to the candles, and you just glance it over. If you if you review the shear and you have it, you have a clear, you can look you can look this over for a second. You see, ah, two neiros. This is what they represent. We should be to both the biita and achishena aspects, both beklal and beprat. Should be to already taste a little bit of that light, the aspect of achishena, the aspect of the archa who tells you. It's not sometime in the future. It's mamish here. It's mamish now. It's in your house already. Light a little bit of a flame. Light, light a flame as you can in the place where you can. And you'll see the aspect of Mashiach bin David as it lights in the greatest oinig in all the rooms around you. And in the aspect, of course, of the Grizz, which the whole thing is bi'ita at its right time on the level of Claudius. We should be zeichah to play our part, to allow the spirit of Mashiach bin Yosef to filter through us, to prepare the world for the ultimate infusion of the Eitzah Chaim. Of Mashiach bin David, and what a privilege! Thank you for learning with me. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Ah, And this, by the way, is a unique kind of thing to see how the Nikola and the Nister, the Mamish Muhudak, they're connected one with the other. And I'm encouraging everybody because most of us we mostly learn Nikola. Let's say, whenever you learn something in Nikola, start to ask yourself. How does this relate to Panemius? What's it teaching me? What's it saying to me? The Gemara comes to life. Our Chashulchan comes to life. Uh, you know, Reb Chaim Brisker comes to life. Comes to life. And both are true. They're two different levels. And we got to a little bit of a taste of that, a big taste of that, I'd say, tonight with Siyat Rishmaya. So, Chaz de Hashem. didn't go that much. Okay, a little bit over time. But thank you for joining. I hope you enjoyed. And uh, any Ha'aras, it's a developing sugya. This is Mamash of Fresh Chiddush just from last night. It just hit me the whole thing. Siyat Rishmaya. Thank you so much for joining. What a privilege. Thank you, Chavra. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. Thank you. Ah, Ashreino, thank you. Good Shabbos.